Hi, and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to find and follow your purpose. I'm your host, Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the Network for Transformational Leaders, also the creator of Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Every week, I interview some of the world's leading thought leaders who not only share their life stories, but practical tips and advice on how you can become the highest version of yourself and build a life in alignment with your soul. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and open your free account so you can see behind the scenes videos of our interviews and get your free Pearls of Wisdom ebook. Join our community of change makers, making a difference on the planet. Making a, di- making a difference. and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Today I have with me Susanna Hallinan. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, Susanna is a happyologist, a happiness life coach. She's also an inspirational speaker and author of the book um, Screw Finding Your Passion, It's Within You, Let's Unlock It, which totally resonates with me and obviously what we're doing here at Kitty Talks. And she helps you kill self-doubt embrace positive thinking and build a life you love. So again, totally uh, aligned with what we're doing here, doing here at Kitty Talks. So welcome, Susanna. Thank you so much for our little chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on because obviously um, I'd love you to tell the audience a little bit more about your work, really, who you are and what you do in the world. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd love to share more. <laughs> So tell us a bit about your life coach, speaker. Yeah, so basically um, the brand kind of I've, I've taken on board is the happyologist, um, basically because all the work I do is about how you can be happier and more fulfilled. And it's all based on positive psychology, which is also known as the science of happiness and human performance. And yeah, my work really varies from day to day and I do kind of offer a few different things from one-to-one individual coaching to online courses you can kind of study yourself to workshops and talks that I deliver for organizations or at events or different types of conferences um, and then finally when I do get the chance I try and um, write a few books and articles on the side as well but yeah everything that I do is all about how you can be happier and more fulfilled and make sure that you're living your your best possible life yes I love that and happyologist is that did I like I've never come across that term is that something that you kind of coined or phrased yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's something I um I came up uh came up with basically early on in my journey and I was like okay what should I call myself or, or should I just use my name kind of quirky and then because my focus is all about happy than just be positive psychologist or psychologist I'm about happyologist so that's how it kind of came about and yeah then I basically yeah coined the term came up with it started my blog initially uh, just as a blog basically and then eventually evolved into business Um, but yeah but I quickly understood that I had to kind of protect it so I got all the trademarks on it as well because 
a lot of cheeky people, I guess, <laughs> tested the waters a bit and said, oh, oh, I really like the term. I'm going to use it. And I'm like, actually, I kind of think it's my term. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was one of maybe the, the first learnings, I guess, on the way. <laughs> And I would love to know a little bit more about your story and journey, because obviously, you know, for people listening, you know, how on earth do you become a happyologist? So can you kind of take us back? Because I know you had a kind of uh, corporate career, but can you kind of take us back? Because obviously, just to kind of set the scene for you, one of the things we do with Kitty Talks is we're really helping people like, like you are with your book, you know, helping them to tune in and unlock what their purpose and passion is. So I'd really love to understand more about your journey. Like, was it you know your intuition or tell us a bit about your your life story yeah absolutely no I'd love to um I mean maybe I'll go back into high school I guess or in the UK <laughs> yeah so before I went into university when I was kind of trying to decide what should I study what should I kind of go for and because of that whole message of oh if you find your passion you should follow it and kind of embrace it um, she went to a horse university because I loved horses from a very young age. So I kind of thought that was my passion and that the thing that I was meant to follow. Um, and however, when I was at the horse university, I didn't quite enjoy doing it full time. I realized that it was kind of a passion that I just wanted to keep on the side and actually doing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it started to actually kill my love for it. And that's when I realized, okay, maybe I should rethink this, do a little bit more of a tradition um, and then just keep horses on the side as something to enjoy. So that's kind of the next phase. So then I basically left the horse university, went to normal university just to do a general management um, degree with a specialization in marketing, because I was always quite fascinated with people and human behavior and I thought marketing was kind of the closest to it other than psychology so I kind of went that path did my degree um, got a corporate career started to do anything from project management to um, uh, marketing communications and uh, a little bit of public relations as well and again while I was there I was like oh, okay I'm not really enjoying this that much this isn't really exactly what I thought it would be and I wanted to do something more fulfilling and something more meaningful so as I was trying to figure out what my next step should be and what I should do I came across this brilliant book called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker yeah and when I read it I was like oh my god there is this field called positive psychology which is all about happiness and human fulfillment and I'm like wow oh how do I get into this field how can I dive deeper so whilst I was still at my corporate career, I started exploring it. I started reading more books on it, starting to follow people on social media, read more blogs, did a few like weekend courses, online courses, any introductory courses to it. And with each step I took, each book I read, each course I attended, I felt more sure that it was positive that I really wanted to get into. I really wanted to get into this whole field of happiness and fulfillment. Um, also, because I think personally, I was feeling so unfulfilled myself. It was almost that that was my first attraction to it. It's like, oh, how can I practice this myself? How can I apply mm. it to my own life? And as I started to slowly do that in my own life, I realized, wow, actually, I want to help other people to do the same. 
And that's when I then decided to take the big leap. I left my corporate career, went to do a master's of science in applied positive psychology because I really wanted it the scientific kind of backing to all the work that I did. And then I also did a life coaching accreditation because I really wanted to combine the science with the practical bit. Um, And then I was basically away that year I did my master's. I started to kind of build my happyologist business because initially I'd already started it before as a blog, just writing about what I was reading and learning and exploring. Uh, and then once I did my master's and my coaching accreditation, that's when I started to actually offer work through it. And that's how I turned it into business. So like I said, I already started doing the coaching, the workshops and the talks. So all the services that I, I offer now as well. Mm, and you're a really good example of somebody who uh, kind of knew that something wasn't right. You know, from the, what you just described, you could tell, you know, that it was something was off and that you didn't weren't, weren't totally enjoying what you were doing. And so you just started to kind of look around and go towards what it was you enjoyed. And, and would that your, would be your advice for people listening if they're kind of a bit stuck? Like how, how, can they, uh, how can they do what you've done? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly, I think what you said there is taking some little steps, taking some action, because you can think about it, you can reflect on it, you can journal about it, all that is good. But if you really want to move forward, you need to take some actions as well, like go take that course or go to that network or that meetup that is about that industry or job or the thing that you're thinking about getting into because once you go there test the waters a bit interact with more people in that field that's when you start to get a little bit clear about oh does this feel right does this feel wrong or what do I like about it what do I not like about it because every interaction and every action that you take really gives feedback to you intuitively and that's when you know okay yes I'm more in this and ooh, that doesn't quite feel right. I'm going to go a little bit more this way. And it's like you say, it is really about checking in with yourself continuously and listening to your intuition and taking those little steps. Like saying who you maybe admire and who you're intrigued about their job, even just that tiniest step will help you kind of move forward because with each step, you also get more courage and more confidence and you also get that sense, ooh, does this feel right yeah no I think that's brilliant advice and actually what I really like about what you did as well is that you had your job but on the side you were kind of training yourself and you were writing your blog and you you know you were kind of taking steps and I think it's totally true like we have to get on the court is the expression that I use because so the, the subject of purpose is such a big you know it's such a big topic it can freak people out I think and obviously you know, you only learn by doing. The more you do, the more you kind of get in the game, the more you start to understand which bits you enjoy and go towards, like you said, the bits that you really like. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And when did you um, when did you get to the stage where you thought, okay, this is a business now? Like, talk, talk to me about that. Well, I guess when I was in my corporate career, it was maybe about um, 18 months that I kind of, developed my blog and did like I think the first thing I did was do this official coaching accreditation because that was like a weekend and evening course I could still do it while I was in my job and then I just realized well you know this is what I want to do this feels a million percent right so I just need to go for it and I kind of just realized I had to immerse myself fully into it and get into it 
if I wanted to turn it into a business. And that's, I think, where the opportunity of, well, starting with the life coaching, it was easy to kind of start that on the side, even a little bit when I was at my corporate career. And then when I started my master's of science in positive psychology, then I started to actually just do, you know, a few free workshops and free talks just to get word of mouth going, get some referrals, get more experience, see how I felt, how, see how people kind of responded. Um, and then that's when I realized, okay, there is momentum here. There are people who are interested. There are people who want more. And then again, with those little actions that I took, I was like, oh, okay, is this an opportunity? This is something that I can turn into a, a full-time gig, basically. So it was, again, just taking those little steps and trusting um, the feedback I got and then adapting everything that I did so that it was as, as good as it could be for the clients that I was basically receiving. And then when I finished my master's, because it was a full-time master's, so I didn't have that much time to build my business, but I still had time to kind of start turning it over a little bit. And then when I finished my master's, I was like, well, I might as well go straight into it, get fully into it, get fully immersed into it. And then I just kind of took the leap, went into it and yeah, never, never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the things I have witnessed in my own life is how the synchronicities I start to flow when you are, I like to call it your kind of soul path. It's kind of what you're, you're you know, your highest purpose, what you're here to do. Like, have you witnessed or had that happen? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's amazing because whenever I have a thought that, oh, maybe this is, you know, the next client I should work with, or this is the next project I want to be involved in. And if it's right, and it really feels right that I'm doing it because not just because it would look good on my CV or my website or whatever, but actually because it's something I truly believe in. Somehow the connections start happening. I'll meet someone who says, oh yeah, I know a person who works there. Or I get an email from someone saying, oh, we're working on this project. Do you want to be involved? And I don't know, things just magically start to happen in a, in a weird and wonderful way. And, and I always feel like the more right all my thoughts and ideas were, the more kind of the universe would send my way as well and be like, oh, well, here, this is what you can do. And I'm like, yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking of doing. So it's, yeah, I think they've, they've definitely started to um, happen more and more. And like, because I just believe the more, connected you are to yourself and the more aligned your work is with who you are and what your mission in life is the more opportunities will also come your way and also the more likely you are to notice those opportunities because you're kind of open to receiving them mm. and would and I totally agree with you Susanna um would you kind of say that you know it as well as because obviously you're helping other people you know you're what you're doing is uh obviously a life coach but you are supporting other people in their journeys and so that that for me is I think the other thing I've seen is when we're doing something in service to the planet or you know to the wider society that it's almost like the universe supports us yeah absolutely absolutely and often I find that I also get like the clients especially with the coaching the type of clients who come to me at any point in time they're like oh I want to work on this like let's say oh I want to be kinder to myself or I want to kind of figure out where exactly to take my career next. They often seem to be mirrors of the questions I'm also exploring at that point in time. And then by coaching them, it's almost like, okay, this is what I should be telling myself as well. And it's, it's really, yeah, it's, 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 it is really magical. Absolutely. Mm, wow. Yeah, of course. Cause it's kind of a mirror, isn't it? You're yeah. 
you're attracting people that are kind of maybe a little bit further down like behind you on the journey almost exactly yeah absolutely Mm. and talk to me about intuition because I know you're you know you you are a a believer a gut believer so yeah talk to me about intuition and how you kind of get clear and how you tune into your intuition yeah absolutely I mean I think for the longest time I try to ignore it and try to avoid it because I've I don't know, I've always been a very mind-driven person, very rational, logical, very academic, um, and especially with the positive psychology, even all that is based on science. But at the same time, I think, especially the, over the last years, as I've been, as I set up the Happyologist business and, and been growing it and developing it, the more I've learned to listen to my intuition and more the right answers have started to come to me. It's almost like I opened my door to it and then I actually started to listen. And for me, it's it's certain things that really help me to connect um, with my intuition. I mean, one is definitely meditation um, because when I meditate and then calm my mind and get it blank, actually, I'm able to basically face every day and anything that I do in a more mindful way which then makes everything slow down in a way that you can actually listen to the messages that are also coming from, from within you. Um, and then another thing that really helps me to connect with my intuition is also um, animals, actually, because they're one of the things that I love, especially with my love for horses. I, whenever I get on the horse, if I'm feeling a little bit stressed or anxious or something, the horse will immediately you know, mirror it back to me because they are very intuitive animals. And I'm like, ooh, okay, right, mm, calm down, breathe. And it's actually after, you know, rides or trainings or something like that with my horse. Again, I start to just get these answers or things or ideas that I didn't really have before. So, um, you know, I mean, I live in London, so I go to the parks a lot. And yeah, it's nature is another thing that I think that helps you to connect to that kind of universal energy in a way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really, really good advice because, um, you know, I, I find the same when I'm walking my dogs, you know, I just kind of get out and about in the fresh air and walking around and it's almost like that we're giving ourselves that space and we're connecting with nature, but actually it's enabling us to connect higher. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's just that because we're kind of living in the society that's a bit almost overconnected with the smartphones and social media and everything and you're supposed to always be switched on and ready to do this and you're kind of praised for being busy and overwhelmed in a way so it's hard for us to then stop and listen and to actually reflect so we kind of have to make that time for ourselves and whether that's you know going to the gym or going for a jog or like you say you know walking the dogs in the park I mean those are the best ways to kind of give yourself some me time in a way and just be present be mindful and that's when kind of your intuition starts to speak out more and you're able to also hear it more clearly Mm. and so um how do you because obviously the other thing that we're advocate of here is designing our lives so I, Mm. I know one of the things that you put is around building a life you love like um talk to me about how you would help a client build a build a life that they love yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this really comes back to the five principles I, I share in my book, Screw Finding Your Passion, because um, I really believe that you don't necessarily have to find one passion to find and follow. And also because there is research that shows if you do that, you might have more detrimental effects because it might become a little bit too obsessive. Okay. So the five kind of keys um, that I share when it comes to living a life full of passion 
are the keys that I would take all of my clients through. And um, like the first one is basically all about authenticity and really connecting to your true self. So here I really help people to dive deeper into their values, the principles they want to live their life by, the kind of non-negotiable musts that they want to ensure that their life is all about. And then also to make sure that their work is aligned, is as aligned as possible with those values. The second is all about that sense of purpose, which I know you're very keen on as well, because I think if you know why you do what you do, it's so much easier to do everything, to be more motivated and to also be more fulfilled. You know, you don't let setbacks or challenges or, you know, failures to hold you back. You're like, no, I believe in this. I know this is what I'm meant to do. So I'm going to keep going at it. I'm going to try a different approach. I'm going to get back up and get going again. And this is where I think purpose is so, so powerful not only when it comes to resilience and keeping going but also that sense of fulfillment because it gives you such a more deeper type of happiness rather than just the the smiling and the laughing and the clapping and joy which is all amazing but also the more deeper oh I feel it in my full soul that I'm living a really fulfilling life and somehow contributing or creating some kind of positive impact um, even if it's just to the people around you and then the third key is all about embracing life as a journey of learning and growth, mm. because I think we really forget that as humans, we are naturally growing and evolving anyways, and we are actually our happiest when we are growing. You know, we like to be challenged. We like to develop our skill sets and our qualities and everything that we do. And if we kind of embrace that, that's when we also get more open to challenges on like taking that new step or testing out that new career because we realize, well, life in itself is a journey of learning and growth. So let's embrace it fully. And then the fourth key is all about connecting with your tribe. So kind of knowing the people that really encourage you and inspire you and lift you up. And they almost believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And you kind of energize and inject each other with this positive passion energy and help each other forward and you celebrate each other's successes you pick each other up when you're feeling down and you you look at each other as as, as inspiration and I think knowing that tribe that you have and the people who really light this up in you and probably because you also do the same for them is really important and making sure that you are interacting with them as much as you can um, if not face to face at least you know maybe FaceTime calls or starting a fun WhatsApp group or something, but just keeping that positive passion energy alive. And then the fifth and final key is basically all about using your strengths. Um, this I think is really important because especially if we look at the, let's say more, the more traditional corporate roles and things like that. And, you know, even I remember when I was in my corporate role, when you do your performance review, it's all about, yeah, this is what you're doing great. And then about three weeks on that. And then we spend about 45 minutes and well, these are all your weaknesses and what you should develop. But this is actually very counterproductive because as a human being, you are your most successful, most productive, and also your happiest when you're actually using your strengths. Because mm. each one of you has your unique sets of strengths that you've been gifted with so you should really embrace them and use them and play with them in different ways because those are the things that are going to really help you to succeed and to also be fulfilled and funnily enough even when you focus on using your strengths and developing your strengths 
your weaknesses develop as well because you're developing as a whole human being. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the five keys I take my clients through. Um, and then with those five keys, that's when we start playing with them, combining them, see, okay, well, if, you know, if these are your strengths, if these are your values, if this is the kind of why you want to live your life by, what kind of careers or things like that are you fascinated by or what kind of lifestyle do you want to have? And then we kind of combine all the insight from those five keys and, and yeah, start testing the waters. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yes, I think uh, our work is so aligned because I think it's so so important. I think life's not meant to be difficult, but actually no. I'm afraid our education system has taken us away from, you know, everybody's got to be the same and be good at the same things. And if you're not educationally orientated or academic, then we think we're, you know, we're stupid. But actually we all have our own gifts and talents that we just need to tune in and find. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes well I'm glad um that uh, well it's great to hear some like obviously what you're talking about is exactly what we talk about here on, on Kitty Talks because you know we're really inspiring a generation of change makers so like we talked about community you know we have an online community uh, where people can join and, and share with us and so we support one another and help people you know help people grow um, but talk to me about uh, you just we were talking before and you were saying that you have uh, put together your 30 day happiness course, which sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've just basically launched uh, an online course called 30 Days of Happiness. And basically the idea is that you learn one happiness lesson a day and one happiness practice for you to also basically take into that day so that you can start changing your mindset, you can start boosting your positivity and you can really start fueling your fulfillment. So yeah, so I'm really excited about the course. So if you are curious about exploring it, um, if you go to my website, happyologist.co.uk there's the direct link to it and uh yeah and it's basically 30 short videos um and the idea is you watch one video every day and then you've got your lesson you've got your tip to practice and the next day you come back and watch another one so that at the end of the 30 days you've basically got a toolkit of 30 different happiness practices you can embed and use in your life whenever you want wonderful and it yeah and it's brilliant idea because unfortunately there's there are so many people who aren't happy out there like you know it is a real academic like I've just done quite a few pieces for mental health awareness and you know having suffered with depression myself in the back in the past you know unfortunately there are so many people who do go through periods and human beings are human beings so we're going to have patches like that so having a toolbox full of things sounds like a great idea yeah, absolutely. And and I'm especially proud of um, the first five lessons is all about defining happiness and kind of redefining some of the myths that we hear about happiness. Because I do believe as well that some of the issues that we face ourselves and also as society is because there are a lot of misleading messages about what happiness actually is and is not. So that's why my course also starts about explaining, well, you know, there are some things that you should just kind of try and take out of your happiness dictionary because they're actually completely misleading like exactly what you said there about everyone having down periods everyone having you know up and down that's completely normal that's human mm. and you know happiness isn't about having a permanent smile on your face 24 hours a day seven days a week but it is about believing in your ability that you can bounce back from it and get to a happier state again 
And I think that's that's another kind of one of yeah the lessons that I, I I love to share because I think it's so important for us to understand that that as humans, it's normal and it's encouraged for us to feel all the human emotions, both the good and the bad. Mm. But we just learn and use like our toolkits to make sure that we can bounce back and get into a happier and more fulfilling state um, when we're ready to move there. Mm, yeah and I think you hit the nail on the head with saying actually feel because I think the other thing misconception that we've been potentially taught is that you know it's you know you can't feel sad or you shouldn't feel bad or you shouldn't be angry or you know all the negative emotions you're not allowed to so we kind of squash them and push them down whereas actually we're energetic beings so yeah you know we should let the um the emotions and the feelings throw flow through us and actually feel them Uh, And then obviously they'll pass much quicker as well because we're not holding on and we're not blocking our emotions. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because the more you try and block, especially the negative emotions, the more they become inside you. So you need to just be able to allow yourself to feel them, like you say, because then that's how you give them less power and then that's how they do also pass quicker. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, Susanna, thank you so much for coming on Kitty Talks and sharing your life path and your life story with us. I know that for people listening, they will have got real insights into their own lives by listening to you kind of share your journey. So um, we are going to have all of Susanna's details in the show notes. So you'll be able to find her website and obviously the course that she mentioned. So please do connect with her. But thank you once again. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I really, I really loved, loved the chat. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to kitty talks be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private facebook group exclusive webinars and secret success interviews see you there